Prologue, February, 2014. Captain Thompson, break right, descend to 5,000 yards. Take out the target on the right, followed by a quick sweep of the airfield, then return to 12,000 feet. Lieutenant McKinley is on your six to take the target on the left. Bird Farm Rendezvous at 1,400. Roger that. Officer Nick Thompson had memorized the details of the basic flight maneuvers. He didn't need some rookie navigator repeating the flight plan. But procedures are procedures. He checked his wing, keeping an eye on the horizon in front of him, and descended to the appropriate strike distance upon approach. The maneuver was just one in a series of avionics testing he had qualified for. Any excuse to be behind the controls of an F-18 fighter jet was reason enough to sign up for it. Moments after he engaged the pre-programmed avionics, the red autopilot warning light to his left began flashing, momentarily pulling his eye off the target. Removing the autopilot manually was a standard operating procedure, which Nick could perform in his sleep. After the first two steps failed, an immediate plan B was needed. Now hastily trying to override the control panel, Nick looked up at the dials and out the window to the quickly approaching ground below. With his voice rising and his mind racing, Nick shouted, What the hell? Tango 1-9 to ground support. Are you seeing this? I'm no longer in control. The aircraft initiated autopilot. I'm too low. Can you override? Negative, Thompson. Secondary override has also failed. Abort. Repeat abort. Abort? Are you fucking serious? I am not kissing the pavement today. Reaching up to release the safety clips, Nick caught sight of his wingman's target going up in flames. Lieutenant McKinley broke left, quickly disappearing into the distance. Pulling the release handle, his seat ejected as the canopy lifted away. Nick was airborne in seconds. As the aircraft twisted, his harness snagged on the side of the cabin, slamming his body hard against the aircraft before releasing him into a freefall. The pain was beyond excruciating. In an instant, everything from his waist down was screaming in pain as the adrenaline rush coursed through his body. An all-over physical shock took over as Nick screamed out, desperately reaching for his parachute release. His final thoughts came all at once. Keep it together. Pull the release. Don't back out. They'll find you. Six days later. Now that he's stable, how long before he wakes up? Somewhere in the distance, Nick could hear whispered voices. After several failed attempts to remove the blanket causing his body to sweat, he tried once again. Legs, arms, eyes. Nothing would respond, no matter how hard he tried. Trying to think and straining to hear the voices, Nick zeroed in on the horrible pain in his side. One last desperate attempt and Nick slowly opened his eyes. At the side of his bed, he could just make out the muddled shape of two people. One of them looked a little like Laura, but he didn't recognize whom she was talking to. Officer Thompson, can you hear me? A man in a white jacket peered down as he spoke to someone over his shoulder. Page his surgeon and let him know he's awake. Surgeon? I have a surgeon? I can't remember needing one. The last thing I remember is... Is what? I'm overseas on a test mission. My plane is outfitted with live ammo. Why is Laura here? Nick, oh god, Nick, you're awake. Can you hear me? Laura bent down, leaning in closer as the tears slid down her cheek. As Nick attempted to speak, his words were cut short by the lack of moisture in his mouth. Deciding on a nod, he lifted his chin slightly and was greeted with more tears as Laura sat down and sobbed into her hands. 
Her voice sounded strange, strained even, and despite every effort, he couldn't reach out to comfort her. A team of bodies rushed in and started working on him all at once. While Nick's vitals were checked, a series of questions were asked, waiting for his yes or no response. The details of the accident were relayed to him like a puzzle piece as the situation began to make sense. Nick listened as Laura explained the details of his accident. He was pulled out by the recovery team nine hours after the accident. The plane was destroyed after he ejected. Due to the severity of his injury and the amount of blood loss, he spent less than 24 hours in the floating naval hospital before being flown back to the States. His right hip and femur were shattered. After several hours in surgery, he was looking at months of immobility and physical therapy. The permanent damage from the trauma was unknown, and walking hadn't been ruled out, though it was a long shot at that point. Not great news, but he's alive. He made it.